helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is titled, The Secret of Being an Overcomer. In today's show, Michael will be using the biblical story of Mary Magdalene as found in John 20 verses 11 to 28 to teach us how to overcome any challenge or tragedy that life brings your way. If you are new to this show, we are on the air every Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization by going to elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-544-3546. Let's go right into today's show, where Michael is teaching on the secret of being an overcomer. Today I will be doing a theological and a psychological interpretation of John chapter 20, verse 11 to 28. But I might not read the entire passage. I think I'll stop. I'll read to verse 16 today. And from these passages, I'm going to be highlighting practical steps that anyone can take to overcome whatever it is that you're going through, adversities, challenges, disaster, setback, whatever it is, these practical steps will be very helpful to you. John 20, verse 11, I'll start from verse 11, reads as follows. 11 and following. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, She said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. So that's where I'll stop for today. That's, uh, that's to verse 16. But before we go into the, the points that I want to highlight, I think it's important for us to have an understanding of who is Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is one of the most famous women in the New Testament, yet she is the one that is most misunderstood and a lot of uh, incorrect information circulate about her identity. To begin with, let me just point out that her name, her last name was not Magdalene. 
she was from a city that's called Magdala. So they, they, they called her Mary Magdalene as a way of identifying where she was from. Secondly, she was not a prostitute. There are many people who think that Mary Magdalene was the lady in Luke 7, verse 36 to 50, that washed Jesus' feet with her hair, and that she's that uh, woman of ill repute that was referred to in Luke 7, verse 36 to 50. Uh, But this was not the case. The Bible did not say that that was Mary Magdalene. So she was not a prostitute. Mary Magdalene was probably one of the disciples, one of the the disciples in the inner circle of Jesus that followed Jesus and that was involved in a lot of the ministry that that he did. We find her at the crucifixion. In John, we find her at the scene of the crucifixion, at the foot of the cross, with the inner circle of Jesus' mother and the disciple whom Jesus loved. And here we find Mary uh, being the first person to witness the resurrection of Jesus. She is the first person, a woman, that saw the risen Lord. So now that I've clarified that, let us look at the psychological implications of some of the things that are mentioned here in this in this passage. First, let us look at the implication of her looking into the tomb. That's the first point. Her looking into the tomb and what that signifies. Mary looking into the tomb is another way of saying that she was not afraid to face her situation. She was looking into the very thing that made her sad, the very thing that she was mourning and being despondent over. She was facing it, and she was not afraid to look into it. And I think that's a very important first step of overcoming challenges, adversities, or what Whatever it is that you are going through, it is very important for you not to avoid looking into your situation. That's the opposite of denial. People who deny pretend that it is not happening or they, they, they paint, they spiritualize the situation and say, oh, he's not, he's not dead, he's in heaven and, you know, he's seated at the right hand of God so it doesn't bother me. No, Mary was looking into the tomb and she was expressing her emotions. She was, she was crying and weeping as she did so. And I think we should notice that because I think many of us are stuck in our pain and our suffering because we have been afraid to deal with it. We have been afraid to deal and to face the thing that we fear. We see that Mary was facing her fears. She was facing it head on. She was at the foot of the cross in the midst of the suffering, and now she's at the tomb, and she's looking into it. She's looking into that place, that place that represented death, that place that represented loss, that place that represented suffering and heartbreak and disappointment. She was looking into it. So if we're going to overcome our challenges and our adversities, it is important that we look into them. There are many uh, 
who believe that it's a waste of time to look into your past. It's a waste of time to talk about suffering. As a, as a matter of fact, there are some segments of Christian society where you can't talk about your mental illness. You can't talk about your suffering of the past because they will tell you to be positive. But this was not what Mary Magdalene did. She was looking into her situation. The, notice that this in the story where the angels, where she looked in and she saw the angels, they did not tell her not to cry. They did not tell her to think positively. They did not tell her to snap out of it. They simply asked question as to why she was crying. What's the source of your pain? What has caused you heartbreak? What it is that you're crying about? And so that's an important first step. Don't avoid. Look into it. Face it head on. Don't let the pain of what you're suffering force you into denial or any other uh, dysfunctional or maladaptive coping mechanism. The second thing I want to point out in this story is with regards to the angels. The angel is in this story is very mysterious. We we see angels earlier on in in the book in the book of John announcing the birth of John and sorry in Luke announcing the birth of John in Luke 1 1 verse 11 to 20 and and 26 to 38 and we see we see them announcing also the birth of Jesus to Mary and in these passages the angel speaks at length about what was to come about but the angels in this story they are sort of mysterious because they ask one question and and they came, they, they came onto the scene and they disappear as fast as they came on or at least nothing else is said about them Mary looked into the tomb saw the two angels in the tomb they asked her a question question, woman, why are you crying? And then we hear nothing else about the angel. Instead, what is shocking about this story is that Mary Magdalene turns away from the angel and turn to the gardener of the cemetery. She turned to look at the gardener or someone she believed was the gardener and started talking to the gardener. So I think the second mistake that a lot of us make is that we become so fixated on our problem that we miss how God is working in the midst of that situation. We miss opportunities because we we fail to focus on the angels, the quote-unquote angels that God brings our way. Mary was so much in her pain that she missed an opportunity to converse with these angels. They asked her a question. She gave a brief reply and she went back back into her place of pain, her crying and her suffering. Let me say that suffering, the other side of the coin of suffering is opportunity. And in your darkest moment, in your your most fearful time, in your greatest failure, there is opportunity. And many of us, we miss that. There are many people who have made successful 
businesses out of this pandemic because they did not become too focused on the problem of the of what is happening around them that they they didn't see the angel or they didn't see the opportunity that was there what i'm saying today is that yes you should face your problems but you should not become so fixated on it that you miss the angel there is no long pronouncement by these this angel in this passage because Mary turned away from them. She looked in, she saw them, she continued crying, and she looked away to the to the caretaker of the cemetery and started questioning him. Now I am thinking that if I am in that situation and I have two angels in front of me, I would be asking these angels questions, trying to figure out what is happening. I would not be turning to the gardener of the cemetery to ask questions. So Mary missed out on an opportunity, and I'm saying the important way of becoming an overcomer, one of the other secrets, the second secret of being an overcomer is to look for opportunities in the midst of what you're going through. Look for the positive in the midst of your situation. Don't become so focused that you miss out. And I'm not saying this is always easy or that it's an immediate thing that you will see right away. But I think it can be a journey of weeks, sometimes months before you see that opportunity. But it, the, the opportunity is there. The greatest suffering, the greatest pain also brings about the greatest opportunity. So don't miss out on finding that opportunity. I hope you have been enjoying the show so far. Michael will be right back. You've been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been using the example of Mary Magdalene in John 20 verses 11 to 28 to teach on the topic, The Secret of Being an Overcomer. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. The third thing I want to point out to you in this passage of Scripture is the the questions and answers. That's the, the third point, the questions and answers. The question the angels ask is, why are you crying? And I say there's a I said questions and answers because they're actually the question was actually asked twice and Mary Magdalene answered twice. And so that first question, why are you crying? was asked by the angel. And it was repeated by Jesus, when he came on the scene, the person that she taught was the gardener. It was repeated also by the gardener. So questions are important. And I think the significance, the psychological significance of the question in the midst of the suffering is that question is often a way of drawing out of us what is really what what the pain is really about. 
And so the angels are trying to get Mary Magdalene to understand that her pain really wasn't about she the fact that she couldn't find Jesus' body. And the pain wasn't about the fact that they had taken away his corpse. The pain was much deeper than that. So the angels in verse 13 ask her the question, why are you crying? And she gave a very shallow answer. She, she answered, they have taken away my Lord. And we come to verse 15, and Jesus asked her the same question again, in the same exact way. Woman, why are you crying? How many of us know that when God asks us a question, or when angels ask questions in Scripture, it's not because they don't know the answer. It's because they are trying to show us something. They're trying to help us to look at the situation in a deeper way. We saw the same thing when we did our podcast on on Hagar and, and, and Sarah and Abraham, where we looked at the angel appearing to Hagar when she was in the wilderness, and they said, where are you going? And she thought that, that they wanted some kind of direction as to where she was going. Or, or, and it wasn't about her location. It wasn't about why. I think they asked her, why? Why are you running? And it wasn't about the why or the where she was going. They wanted her to look deeper into her situation, to see the challenges that she was going through, and to deal with this, the source, the real source of the pain. So Mary is replying, Mary Magdalene is replying in a very shallow way. And so Jesus had to ask the question a second time. Now, as counselors, we study questions. We realize that question is a big part of therapy and helping people to to heal properly. There is a journal uh, article that was written, uh, that the journal article is entitled, the use of questioning in counseling, and it's by John W. Brodell. And in this in this article, he talks about the the types of questions, and I won't go into all the different types of questions, but he highlight two types of questions that I think is reflected here in the question that has been asked of Mary Magdalene. One of the things he said about questions and that we should ask ourselves as counselors that went before we ask questions is, one, did the question assist the client to see relationships of important new areas to topics he had already explored? So I think the angels and Jesus is saying, Mary, you you know what has happened to your Lord. You know that they have taken away his body. But there is something else here that I want you to explore that you haven't yet explored. And so they're asking her, why are you crying? The angels asked it. Jesus asked it. Ask the question again. The other thing that Brodel talks about in this article, he says, did the question provide a means by which the counselor could indicate to the client that he was understood? So, in other words, we ask questions in a way to show that we understand what the person is going through, but we are leading them through through the pain. So, when Jesus asks the question a second time, or when he, he asks the question, uh, Jesus asks the question, the angels ask it first, Jesus asks it the second time. What is interesting in verse 15 is that Jesus added to the question. 
And he said, "Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for?" In other words, your pain is not about a corpse. Your pain is not really about a body. Your pain is not really about a location. Your pain is about a who. It's about a person. It's personal. It's someone you loved. It's someone you cared for. It is someone that your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations were. Tied up in is the who question, and I think as we think about our pain and our suffering and what is it that we are going through, there is always a who involved. The who might be the but might be ourselves, the things that we have lost. It might be a person that has passed away. The who is is in that situation is the person, what we have lost in that person. So Jesus took the, the question deeper and he asked the who question, but it seemed as if Mary still did not get it. She still did not go deeper. And so it's important for us if we are going to overcome challenges, if we're going to be overcomers, that we we have an understanding of what our pain is really about. Because sometimes the things that you think you're hurting about, it's not about those things. It's about deeper things. And you may have to get someone who can ask you the questions in a real way to get you to understand what is your pain, what your pain is all about. So so to overcome, you have to understand the source of your pain. You have to be able to go deeper and to talk about your, 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 your disappointments, your, your losses, your setbacks, and the, the things that you, you have, your broken dreams, and all that is involved in that person that you have lost. But Mary did not go deeper. So Jesus took it a step further, and that is... That takes me to my next point, is that the fourth important step in overcoming uh, challenges is found in the fact that Jesus called Mary by name. And the, the, the significance of that might not immediately jump out at you. But let me say this, that the calling of Mary by name is a very powerful thing in this passage. It's a way of saying to Mary, Mary, I know you. Mary, you are not a number. Mary, you are not insignificant. Mary, you are not forgotten. Mary, God knows your name and he cares about you. And I think that's a very important point in being an overcomer because many of us, when we start going through challenges and adversities and things are not going right, what do we do? We get despondent because we start thinking that God has forgotten us. We start thinking that God must have done something, you know, God must have forgotten his promises or we must have done something wrong, why why we are suffering. But we see here that Mary was suffering. God didn't prevent her suffering. God didn't didn't take away 
take away the source of her pain, but God was helping her to see that death was not the end. And he was helping her to see that she was not forgotten. Mary, I still know your name. Mary. And that's the exclamation point in this passage because we are told that she turned towards him and cried out in her cried out Rabbanai and and so it's important for us to understand when we are going through suffering that God has not forsaken us he has not abandoned us as a matter of fact those are the times when he's closest to us we might not feel it because the pain is so deep we might not feel it because we can all we can feel are, are the tears running down our cheeks or all we can hear are the voices of our loved ones crying or, or our own voice but he has not forgotten us. He's still there. And so as you go through this pandemic and you go through this hard time and you might be be shut in and you have no one there with you, might be you're living alone and you feel you're beginning to feel hopeless and you're beginning to feel as if God has forsaken you. I'm telling you today that God is calling your name. God is saying John. God is saying Althea. God is saying Marcia. God is saying Anthony. God is saying Sarah. Whoever you are, God is calling your name. He has not forgotten you. And so if you're going to be an overcomer, it's very important for you. It's essential for you to keep these four points in mind. So the four points again, the first point is that you must not shy away from dealing with the pain that you're facing. Look into the tomb. Mary looked into the tomb. And so if you're going to overcome, you have to do the same thing. You have to look at your suffering. Don't go into the into denial. Look into what it is that's causing you pain. The second point was that don't miss opportunities in the midst of your suffering because you're too focused on the pain. Mary missed an opportunity to dialogue with angels because she was too focused on the suffering. And the third point is that we need to look at the deeper meaning behind our tears. The question, why are you crying, is a way of trying to get Mary to go deeper. If you're going to overcome, you have to be able to look deeper into your pain. And the fourth point is that God in the midst of your suffering is there with you. And it's important that you realize that because if not, you will go into despair. I want to thank you so much for for being with us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. I want to remind you that we have many other podcasts online as well. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services praying God's protection over you and your family as you go through this very trying times. But I also want to pray that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.